Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome everyone to episode 13. 13. Lucky for some. I hope everybody saw the one or, or listened to the one uh, in midweek, Steve. Otherwise yeah. they'll say, how come they jump from 11 to 13? <laughs> 11, now 13. <laughs> Steve can't count. <laughs> yeah, I, I maybe. I hope people listen to it. It'd be nice if they did. It was well, a midweek special, wasn't it? Yeah, and we got a bit of reaction to it, which is good. You know, people realise. Yeah. I mean, they didn't get enough of it, of course. So <laughs> they're going to have to... There's only just a sort of little tease, really, wasn't it? It was a little bit. But next week, it, uh, it it all sort of blossoms out into something quite spectacular. Well, we've got a little bit more to say, haven't I? A little yeah, bit more. Yeah. I don't think we'll go further than that, but we'll see. That's right. <laughs> Okay, so every week we start off with a story, and last week you mentioned about your first demonstration at an art exhibition, and you said you'd talk about it. That's right. So, I will do. Yeah. Um, Well, what was interesting about this, Steve, is up to that time of this exhibition that I'm going to tell you about, I was doing trade shows. All the shows, which were mainly in London, I've got to say, were really, they were trade shows. So they were only for people who own businesses and shopkeepers and anybody. So like wholesale, kind of. Absolutely. So you couldn't sell anything, you know, you just had to say, this is the goods, go and buy it or go and buy it from us and we'll supply it to you. For Swans to Below? Yeah, the Swans to Below. So in the, when was this, in the 80s? Oh, no, you're getting good. It was 1986. Seven was the first one that I did mm-hmm. in the spring, and then they had I did three more every year at that same time. So we went from eighty-seven, eighty-eight, ninety, and I think there were one or two more, but I, you know I I can't remember. So much happened in a very short time that mm-hmm. uh, they might come back to me, you know, in time. But and I did a lot of uh, I was sent on demonstrations for art groups, as you know by Swans to Below, and I also did quite a lot of shop demonstrations. That was going to big stores. Swan would pay me, and I would meet the, their customers, and so on. Okay, so that so what it what it boils down to, the customers, all the people who were customers of the art materials show, for the very first time, they were able to buy from a big show. And this was the art, this was the art materials show run by the Artists and Illustrators magazine, and it was at the Westminster Halls in London. Wow. It's a big venue. It was. And we, we were really excited about this. You know, the whole trade was excited. And we turned up there. And it was four days, I remember. It was packed out. We started off. I got a stand on Swan Stabilo's stand. I was at, right, at the, right at the front. Because what they do with the demonstrator, they, they work around him. You know, he's the man that's going to attract everybody. Right, I see. And then... The sales staff, where they had a counter there, would sell their products. Anyway, the first day went spectacular. Couldn't believe it. It was absolutely fantastic. I was loving every minute of it. What were you demonstrating? Oh, I don't know the subject, but it was it was it was probably an animal. It almost certainly was an animal mm. because at that time I was more known for animal work. But what I used to do, people used to come up and say, "Can you do a plough? Could you do a, a bit of landscape? Can you do a sculpture?" Used to put and requests do, in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They well, they'd see what I was doing with the pastel pencil, so they yeah. say, "You know, can this do other things?" Because they were spectacular. Mm. But I can tell you something that was really interesting. There were only about three. Now remember, this is London. Three demonstrators and the whole of the shows. What, across all mediums, art mediums? Yep, right across. Wow. Because it was the first one of its kind, 
the, man, the manufacturers didn't think they needed it. Mm-hmm. So all the other big names that you would know very well in the art world didn't have demonstrators on the set. There was only me and there was a Roger Cook. I think it's Roger Cook. Certainly Mr. Cook anyway. He was there and there was a couple, there was one or two others, I can't remember, but there was very, very few, three or four, let's say, were there demonstrating in the whole of the show and it was a big, big show. Consequently, all the stands that had demonstrators on were packed out. Yeah, because it was so unique. There was so That's few right. of you that everyone Absolutely. wanted to see you. They, they, they bought, which is quite right. People can see hmm. the product being done. Uh, I mean, if you ask, if you went to sales staff and said, could you show me what this works? Oh, well, yeah, uh, no, I'm only a salesman, uh, sir, madam. I can't actually do it but i can tell you about it yeah. that's no good to a punter is it they want to see it done so you were like the salesman effectively oh very much so a practical salesman i was yeah yeah so i was the sort of uh, at the head and then i used to pass them on they used to say oh can i have a box there well can you go and see yourself and so you know right. i do the same mm. i just do the uh, presenting and it was fantastic it really went well and the second day at the end of the second day Swanstabila ran out of stock of pastel pencils you're joking no they completely run out they 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 thought i don't know how many thousands of boxes that they fed, but they had loads and loads of boxes stacked up yeah whole lot went in the second in day second day they had to get go back to the warehouse and get some more. And in fact, I think they had to go further afield because they didn't even have enough stock in the warehouse to cope with the, the remaining demand. two days, which were the weekend. Because I think it was a Thursday and a Friday. Yeah. So by the Friday night, they'd sold out and they had Saturday and Sunday, which is reputably the, the, busiest, the busiest days yeah. for, a, for a, you know, a customer-related <laughs> exhibition. Oh, my God. That was absolutely fantastic. And it did really well. And that, again, it... it sold the pastel pencils really well and we did i did well everybody did well and swans were over the moon as you can I, I can imagine how experienced were you with the pastel pencil at this point quite i'd already started my classes by then so, right so i'd already you know got underway and remember i'd i'd done a workshop by then you know, so you've done Flatford Mill, this workshop. was after that. Yeah. No, 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 I hadn't done Flatford Mill then. No, I hadn't been to Flatford Mill uh, workshops. That came a little, that came mid-90s. We're talking about early 90s now. The so what workshop, trade shows. what workshop was it? Oh, you? these were workshops in, in the studio downstairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, did, uh, I did the odd shop workshop as well mm. in, a, in a shop uh, up to that time. So I'd done quite a lot of experience. I'd had a lot of experience uh, at the Pastel Pencils by then. Were you nervous going up to no. this first demonstration? And, and not well, that not one. I tell you why I wasn't, because I was, you know, I started off, I mean, people don't know this, but I started off as a salesman. I, I was a salesman. I was trained as a salesman from a 15-year-old little lad as an apprentice. So I had been in, really, I'd been a salesman all my life. So mm. all I was doing was selling again, but in a different form. Yeah. And so I, it came naturally for me to work and talk to people. Right. So you weren't you weren't selling anything of your own stuff. You were purely no, no. there promoting. So Swans to be there paid you to be there to promote. Absolutely. Wow. No, I didn't sell anything at all. It was just for them. Mm. And I didn't get commission or either. You didn't <laughs> Carl, if you'd got commission <laughs> I, I you would do, have been a very wealthy I, I man. I do regret that. that. Yeah, yeah. But I looked at it that it was good PR. I mean they they'd paid for me, they were paying me to stay in London in a good hotel in London. 
and they were paying me a fee. So really, what do I want, you know? It I'd have your... paid them for this. <laughs> it, well, don't tell them that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but it boosted your profile. Oh, very much Massively. So. Yeah, it did, yeah. yeah did things, did things, anything change after that? Yes, very much so. What happened after that, because it's, that was the first art materials exhibition. The second one was at the Design Centre in Islington, and that's where it stayed for a long time. Right up to 2005, six. 2005 oh, really? or 2006. Oh, that's a long time. I actually, the last one I did was 2005. I didn't do a show after that. Back, I retired, didn't I? Yeah. 2005, or so, supposedly. But up to that time, they were, it was there. And they had a two year break, in fact, from I don't know what years, it's somewhere in the middle. They went to Birmingham, mm. but they came back to the design centre. Right. Great stuff. I mean, it, it, they also did, at one time, they did two exhibitions in one year, I believe. So they were quite popular then? Oh, the, the art shows were very popular. Mm. Oh, yeah, massively so. Later on, did you... Because obviously then you were with Swans to Below. When you went back later on, were you going as yourself or were you going for Faber-Castell? No, I was uh, with Faber-Castell up to a time when they pulled out altogether. They, I think they had got to the point where they felt that the it wasn't worth it anymore. Mm. So they actually said, sorry, Colin, we're not doing it anymore. This was around, I think it was about 2000, 2001. They packed it up. But I went... Independently? I, independently. And did it work? Yes, but I didn't make quite so much money because if you could imagine... You're going to have the backing uh, of a big company, yeah. And, and they were paying me and I was also selling my goods, so mm. I, was, I was on a winner there. Yeah. But in this case, I had to pay for travelling, accommodation, of course. Uh, the fee of the, of the stand yeah. and everything that went with it. I still made you know, money at it, but it wasn't as good, I'm afraid. Oh, wouldn't it be great if we could go back there? Yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> Just me and you on a stand. <laughs> I can't do anything. All I'd do is talk. Yeah, well, you're good at that. <laughs> I'd talk, and then you'd uh, you'd demonstrate. Yeah. Okay. Fascinating. Well, thanks for sharing that story. All right. I'm, I'm, I hope they everybody feels like I do that it was worthwhile. Mm. So moving on now, we've got some questions. We've got quite a lot of questions, but I've plucked three from the the mountain that we have. Yeah. The first one we have here is from Morella. I don't know how to pronounce the second name. So. Oh, don't try. I'm not going to try. <laughs> Hi, Morella. <laughs> she says, I like, I like so much to paint with pastels, but I have big problems and I hope you can help me. Since 2011, I try to paint with pastels and I always have the same problem. I only paint animal portraits and my problem is I can't uh, draw with white for the fur over the other colours. I've tried with many different pastels, among others Derwent and also with Faber-Castell, but if I want to redraw your pictures, I can't paint it like you do with the white pastel for the hair. I've also tried different kinds of paper, but it always the same result. Mm -hmm. uh, but, well, the, the problem really, and I think a lot of the listeners out there would know what that was, is the pastel pencils work from light to dark. Like watercolour, you lay your light colours and you gradually work. So if you want white and more, you start with white, even if you're going to put other colours into it. Mm. Now, in the case where you're putting, let's say, white whiskers over, which is one of the most difficult things to do if you're putting white whiskers onto an animal you've already got a lot of other colors already there and if you put white over the top of it it's going to pick up on those other colors yeah 
But the way you do this is to sharpen the pencil very sharp, so you, then you zip them. Uh, I've, I've used this expression many times before, but it's a zip. Rather than trying to draw it in, you zip it in. You've seen it many times. Yeah, on, on, on the, the vid you've videos. Got, there's a video of cat whiskers that's right. at the moment on YouTube. Absolutely. Isn't it? So that's how it's done. But if you tried to do that all over a cat, you, know, you darkened it and darkened it and darkened it until it was sort of a, 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 a grey cat and tried to put white on top of it, it wouldn't work. Mm. So you have to work the other way. You have to start with the white and then gradually... So it's kind of back to mm -hmm. basics, isn't it, of, of mm. knowing the structure of how mm. to apply? We, we, we touched on this last week when I said that we were talking about acrylics and other mediums. Yeah. The pastel pencil works so well because you have to get it right. Once you get it right, it looks fantastic, mm. as you know. Mm. If you get it wrong... It looks awful. Mm. So you haven't got too much middle ground there. Mm. It's either good or bad, which means... Now, I don't mind this because I used to tell my students, this is teaching you. You're going to have to do it properly. If you don't do it properly, you know, go back to acrylic and where, where you can get away with things. Yeah. And everybody said, yes, I do. I agree with you. Because we know it can be done. Yeah. And you've only got to look at the Facebook page. Yeah. The fantastic work that is being shown on, on Facebook at the moment. People are doing it. Mm. And, I, and the comments I have, people are doing it. Okay, they might not be able to do it quite as good as me, but they're picking up the techniques. So I would say to Marilla, and I've already replied to her, of course, stick with it, follow as much as you can the lessons that I give, and see as many uh, video clips yeah. as you can. Mm. This is uh, just reminded me, I have to see here that she's tried other different pastels. What's your opinion on Derwent? Because they seem to be... Mm everywhere I, I was in an art craft shop uh, a while back mm. and there was derwent pencils derwent 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 mm. all over the show and i couldn't find faber castell thanks, thanks for bringing this up it, it, it's one of the bones of contention with me the reason derwent of everywhere is because they're marketed by dala rowney now dala rowney are the biggest name in art world really yeah so they've got all the clout and they've got all the all the businesses sewn up now the little old retailer sitting in his retail shop, all he's, he's not really artist. He, he's, he's somebody who sells art materials. Yeah. So Dala Rowney come and say, we've got this fantastic pastel pencil. You've got to have it. And there's a lot of pressure on the retailer to have it because if they don't, it could be, you know, oh, well, if you don't take these and we might have to, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's blackmail, but I do know that retailers are under a certain amount of pressure yeah. to take products that, Dala Rani produce and they market Derwent. Right. Uh, this is why they're everywhere. Mm. But I know, and so do a great many of my listeners out there know, that Derwent aren't really very good at all. Sad that you know, I have to say that, but it, it's true. They haven't got this substance in the pastel. It breaks and chips and crumbles where Faber Castell uh, is like creamy, but it's also hard. Mm. Um, this is a, perhaps a difficult thing to sharpen. You you have to sharpen a pastel pencil made by Faber Castell with a blade. Yeah. Uh, but if you tried doing the same thing with a Derwent, it crumbles or chips or breaks off. So it's virtually impossible. You to can't you sharpen. Can't, yeah. No, you can't sharpen them. It's a very difficult thing. So, but I mean, I've known this for years and years and years. But unfortunately, people have to find out for themselves. They're the bad guys. It's it's not yeah, it's not their fault, is it? Derwent's plastered everywhere. 
you know, you search pastel pencils on mm. Google and you get a ton of Derwent products. Mm. I had a lady this week, she, she said to me, she hadn't got the internet, so she knew nothing about me at all. She'd been past my name as a friend and she said uh, she wanted a square drawing. Mm. And I said, is there anything else you want? Oh, what do you do then? I thought, I couldn't believe that. She said, what do you do then? I said, well, have you got the internet? No, I'm sorry. Oh, now... Where do you go from there? How I can't show her. <laughs> How can you explain without the internet? But she of? said to me, she said, well, she said, I would be interested because I've been, I've inherited a great big box of pencils. I see what's coming. I said, ah, well, what, what, what's the name of them? Um, I'm not sure. But after talking to her for about five minutes, I knew they were Derwent. Mm. Now, what do I say? You can use Derwent, and I did tell her this, you can actually use the Derwent pencil. There's not really anything wrong with them. They're structurally okay. It's just they won't do what we want them to do mm. uh, with when you use Faber. But you can mix them together. Uh, when people have got a big box of pencils, they keep them. They can be used. They can be used as backgrounds or fill-ups or alongside. But when you want to put a bit of detail in, you then have got to fix either with the pastel pencil by Faber, the pit pastel pencil, or you could use a Carbatella. They're also very good. But the Derwent won't work in the same way. I hope that's clear at that point. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about that because yeah. that, that reminded me. So the next question we have is from Claire, and she says, uh, let's have a look. Uh, she says a few things, and then she also says, do, do you or your dad have any tips on how to send uh, pictures in the post without any smudging mm. or blending an A4 picture? Mm. I do indeed, yeah. What I, what I would do, uh, and again, I've replied to her on this, uh, what I would do, it, assuming that it's an A4 and no bigger than that, if it gets bigger than A4, you have got a few problems. You may well have to roll it up and, and put it into a tube. I know. Oh, I'm sponging my could, face up. I know, but it, it, that, that could be done. I've got to say, with pastel pencil, it could be done. The best thing to do, though, if you've got an A4 picture, is to put it into you know a food bag or a a bag of some kind. If if you can't find a bag, you you can put um, tissue over the top of it and fix it. The thing is, you mustn't move. Mm. Whatever's against the pastel itself mustn't move in the post. You can imagine the postman chucking it around. Yeah. And uh, because if it does, it's going to start to take some of the pastel off. If it's fixed, if the whatever it is, whether it's a transparent film or tissue, is fixed or secured to the pastel painting, then it won't move around. And then I would put it in, what I would do is put it into two sheets of hardboard. I'd put a hardboard one side, hardboard on the other, and then tape it all round again, so again it doesn't secured. move around. Yeah. Then put it in bubble wrap and put it in post. Put fragile on it. Or something, you know, please do not Delicate, bend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, doesn't bear thinking about, does uh, it? But I've sold, I've sold quite a few pictures, and I've sent quite a few pictures, and I've sent them that way. Insure it, obviously, mm. and you'll get away with it. Okay, great. Well, thanks for that question, Claire. The next one we have here is from David, and he says, Firstly, I'd just like to say how much I'm enjoying the membership. I learned so much from you and eagerly await each Saturday to find out what treats you have in store. The podcast give a fascinating extra dimension and it's hats off to both you and Steve for creating such a brilliant learning resource. Oh, well. how kind is it? Thank you, David. Yeah. Thanks, David, yeah. Would you be able to give a short demonstration on the various ways of holding a pencil and in what situations? I ask because I seem to struggle with all but detail work. Holding the pencil overhand seems and feels unnatural and clumsy. 
and so I wonder if I'm holding it correctly. Uh, well, if it feels unnatural and clumsy, you know you're not holding it correctly. Because the way I hold the pencil is natural. Right. And I'm going to actually do this. Uh, I, we talked about it this week, didn't we? Mm. And this is something I'm going to do. A very short clip on how to hold a pencil. And it's quite important. And I'll, not only will I hold the pencil, will I show you the effect of holding that pencil in a certain way. I do, if you take a, you know, a heed of all my videos, I do mention this very often. I hold the pencil and I change my pencil. I change it from the side mm. to, to flat and so on. You've got to get different effects, haven't you? You yes. get different effects by holding it a different way. Well, basically, I can tell you now, there are three ways that the pencil should touch the paper. First of all, with the point. Yeah. If, it, if it's a sharp point, that's for detail work. The side of the point is when you're doing something that is between a detail work and, you know, a fill-up work. Mm. On the side is a fill-up work. But you can also use the side of the pencil when you're doing hair. Um, you'll see me do that very often. If you're going in the grain of the that's hair, right. like the, the structure of the so hair. So you can use the side of the p side. But it's usually the side of the point of the pencil. That's it like, looks as though it's the whole thing touching, but it's not. Yeah. It's still the side of the point. So those are the three contact points that the nib has when it uh, touches the paper okay and you're going to do a video on that yeah so, so we'll yeah. put that up and to, i'll explain it more pop that up onto youtube and the members site for people to, yeah, to check that out yeah yeah it's it comes very often it, this comes up in conversation with well people. it's a it's a simple mm. request actually mm. and it's one that we yeah. have not really covered in any detail That's you know right. specifically so when i'm i've got to tell everybody when i'm working with the pastel pencil i don't even think about it i just naturally twist mm. the pencil around in my hand but then you're saying yeah but you've you've done thousands and thousands and thousands of demonstrations with one yeah uh, so you will naturally it's good to get a, a base like mm. a, a person's perspective on it absolutely um, from an outsider's point of view. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Okay, brilliant. That's flown by again, hasn't it? Yeah, we finished again. <laughs> We've done it again, yeah. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Yeah. Anyway, so I'd uh, just like to say thank you, everyone, and thank you, everyone, for rating us as well, because we've had a few more ratings come in. Thank you very That's much great, for that. commenting, saying yeah. some lovely things and lovely uh, comments from David there. So I'm glad you're all enjoying the podcast. We're yeah. going to keep it going. There'll be another midweek podcast all yeah. about me again. Yeah, oh, well, they want to know, Steve. And uh, <laughs> Just in response to Diane's message... I'm not going to be the next James Bond. Oh, as far as as far as I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not yet, Steve. You're too young anyway. Oh well. Twenty years time. <laughs> We're all right. Twenty <laughs> years time. Bloody hell. Okay. So anyway, I'd like to say thank you very much for listening, everyone. I'm Stephen Bradley. I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. You make a good James Bond, Steve. Do you think? Yeah. Actually, yeah. All the stunts, girls, exotic locations. Money, cars, did I say women?